Grace and peace to you, and welcome to a sermon podcast from Richfield United Methodist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Sign up for weekly digital content at richfieldumc.org. Subscribe, share, and get out there with Jesus to heal a broken world. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a good experience. This podcast is the sermon on December 24th, 2019. It's the 10 o'clock worship service delivery of A New Hope. The preacher is Reverend Nate Melcher, and the sermon is inspired by the Nativity Story. A long time ago, in a Galilee far, far away, the Caesar speaks. All of Israel has heard the proclamation, a call for a census from the sinister voice of the Emperor of Rome. The heavenly host dispatches shepherds to witness a miracle, while Mary, mother of a new hope for the world, sings of peace and justice against the diabolical Roman Empire. Meanwhile, a young man named Joseph is in search of a place for Jesus to be born, determined to bring light to the world with God's holy power. Now I'd see that movie and the sequel. (laughs) The nativity story is filled with excitement and hope. There are so many stories in scripture that lead up to it, so many stories from scripture that lead out to it, and lead into this time and place for us in the story and those who come before beyond our time to the story later. And friends, I love a good story. Anyone who knows me knows that I have been looking forward to The Rise of Skywalker, the latest Star Wars film to hit the cinema. It opened last weekend. By show of hands, how many of you have seen The Rise of Skywalker since it opened last weekend? Okay, a few of you. Hello, fellow Skywalkers. Hello, good to see you. Friends, I loved it each time I saw it, which has been three times so far, once in 3D. Also, I have been amazed and fascinated by the last two years, these gaps in between Star Wars movies in which we see rampant speculation as to what the next movie will bring. And so there are all these people with their theories and their uh, alleged set leaks and rumors, which lead, of course, to spoilers. Spoilers. If you're not familiar with the term spoilers, spoiler means if you get a description of the movie that potentially gives away story details before you see the movie. So for example, if back in the day The Wizard of Oz came out and I had seen The Wizard of Oz and you hadn't, you might say, oh, I can't wait to see The Wizard of Oz. And I'd say, oh, it's great. You'll love the part where she uses her ruby red slippers to get back home. That would be a spoiler. By the way, I tried to pick a movie I thought everybody had seen and was at least 80 years old. I'm sorry if I spoiled The Wizard of Oz for you. Now, the question with spoilers really is, will you look at the spoiler or will you not look? So let's take another quick poll. By show of hands, if somebody was to have a spoiler for a movie or a show you wanted to see, how many of you, you would want to see the spoiler? Is there anybody who would want to see the spoiler? Not really, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, Now, let me ask, how many of you, you would not look, you don't wanna see that spoiler? Who are those people? Yeah, I'm with you, usually. 
However, uh, it's been really hard not to look at spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker, and then two days before it came out, a friend posted a major spoiler, and I had resisted for so long. All I had to do was click, and I would read, and I would know. So I made a plan. What I'll do is click it and open it, but I'll scroll really fast, so it'll be like I'm barely seeing it at all. So I, I was scrolling on my computer, and I'm like, scroll, scroll, Princess Leia, scroll, scroll, The Force, scroll, scroll, Millennium Falcon. Okay, just stop. I gotta stop. I don't want to spoil the movie for myself. There are some people who will do anything to avoid a spoiler. Two years ago, right after The Last Jedi, the other Star Wars movie came out, I was sitting right over there, about where John Devlin is in this room. I was here for the Caring for Children Christmas pageant. My kids went to Caring for Children, and uh, we were here for that. It was about a week after the movie had come out, or maybe a couple days, really. And uh, an old friend of mine was there with his family. He was two pews ahead of me. And there was this other dad we didn't know in between us. And we saw each other, and, and he said, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I loved it, too. And this dad in between us just shouts out, spoilers! I'm like, all we did was say we love it, and he still yelled out, Spoilers! And all I could do was look at him and think, oh, you sad man. Not only have you not seen the movie, someday you're going to be in my Christmas Eve sermon. <laughs> it is fun, however, to see what's officially released about a movie. The posters, the photos, the articles, the trailers, the interviews. They get you excited. They build hype. They build hope. They prepare you for what's to come, even if you are ultimately surprised by the totality of the experience. There's some things that you can't prepare for, even if you try. For example, on August 21st, 2017, our family traveled to Missouri for the total solar eclipse. We traveled there to end up in what's called the path of totality. You can see this is the path of totality. Anywhere where that line is, that's where there was a total solar eclipse that day in North America. By show of hands, did anybody else travel for the total solar eclipse? Okay, a few of you, yeah. Uh, a quick refresher. The total solar eclipse is when the moon travels completely in front of the sun and eclipses it 100%. And now, because of that, you can see all the solar flares around it. And why? Because science. A little more than that. Uh, the moon is 400 times smaller than the sun. And it's also 400 times closer to the earth than the sun. So in the sky, they appear the same size. And that's why when, because science, they appear to uh, have the sun fully blocked by the moon because of that ratio. And that's why we can see all of these solar flares that are usually invisible to the naked eye now revealed in this rare and wonderful display. How rare is it? It happens only once every 375 years on any given place in the Earth. Now, you have to prepare for the partial solar eclipse that's the part where the moon is partially covering the sun until totality, and you still can't look at the sun. It's the sun. It will hurt your eyes. So you need to get these special partial solar eclipse spectacles, and then you can look at it that way. So you've got to put these on during the partial solar eclipse. Quick show of hands. Did anybody else buy these partial solar eclipse spectacles? Well, if you did, you know that I cannot see you right now. They're actually, it's a pitch black view. I cannot see a single thing. It looks like mirrored sunglasses, but it's actually pitch black. It's only good for seeing the moon go over the sun. I'm trusting that you're all still here, and I know that the choir's got my back. 
Now, when we were getting ready to go to this trip, uh, we would get this fascinating reaction from people. People didn't say, oh, that sounds amazing, have a great time. No, instead they would say, well, don't look at the sun. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to look at the sun. I'm going to wear my partial solar eclipse spectacles, and then when there's totality, then I'll take them off, and then I'll see the total solar eclipse. They go, great, great, but don't look at the sun. I'm like, I know, I'm not going to look at the sun. Okay, but don't look. Don't look. Don't look. I'm like, okay, don't look. What is this, the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like, I'm sorry, are the Nazis doing something against the will of God? Oh, wait, yes, they are. Yes, they are. You can prepare for the total solar eclipse. You can get your spectacles. You can read a lot about science. You can make your travel plans. But you cannot fully prepare for it mentally or spiritually. Bob Berman is an astronomy writer. And he writes this. He says that if a person was to say, I think I saw a total solar eclipse, that's like a woman saying, I think I once gave birth. <laughs> Annie Dillard, the poet, says, seeing a partial eclipse bears the same relation to seeing a total eclipse as kissing a man does to marrying him. Although one experience precedes the other, it in no way prepares you for it. The scientist Berman continues this way. He says, the event has an indescribable effect. Strange science lurks behind it. Animals fall silent. People howl and weep. Flames of nuclear fire visibly erupt like geysers from the sun's edge. Shimmering dark lines cover the ground. It's an experience that does not seem of this life or of this world. And Annie Dillard, the poet, continues about her 1979 experience of a total solar eclipse. She writes this. The second before the sun went out, we saw a wall of dark shadow come speeding at us. We no sooner saw it that it was upon us like thunder. It roared up the valley. It slammed our hill and knocked us out. It was the monstrous swift shadow cone of the moon. We saw the wall of shadow coming and screamed before it hit. Well, that sounds fun, doesn't it? Well, we decided to go. We set out bright and early, dark and early, anyway. Uh, we drove out of Kansas City because oh, little towns of Missouri were all booked solid then, anyway. Kansas City was the only place with a hotel vacancy for miles as there was no room in the inn, anyway. There we were, this young band of travelers crossing the countryside, seeking a small town with a star over it, anyway. We finally arrive in Ashland, Missouri, and we head over to the city park. And there are hundreds of people there, and they're from at least 10 states by the license plates. And we put on our special spectacles to observe the, polar, the partial solar eclipse. We are prepared. And then it happened. And we cheered. And then we took off the glasses, and we screamed. Hundreds of people, all at the same time, went from to awe. I screamed. I cried. Nothing could have prepared me for it. No spoilers, no profits. It was more than I could have hoped for. That's the truth about the amazing. Whether you seek it or you wait for it to happen, once it does, it's more amazing than you could possibly imagine. An event like the total solar eclipse arrives and we, we learn the science, we buy the glasses, we seek the experience and the warning of those who come before us, and we hope it's amazing. An event film, like a new Star Wars movie, arrives, 
and we seek the official hints and trailers, and we buy the tickets, and we seek or avoid the spoilers, and we hope that it's amazing. And then an event changes the world. A prophet cries out in the midst of chaos, we pray for a Messiah to deliver the vulnerable from the thieves and the unruly king. We hear the prophecy. We look to those who come before us for wisdom and look ahead at what is to come, and we hope it is amazing. When we are offered spoilers, we look to see the story. When we're offered prophecy, we look and see hope. You, who have walked in darkness, you will see a great light. A child will be born, one who will bring justice and peace. You, who are but a young woman, who is seemingly nobody, in you, you carry the potential for the world, for everybody, and nothing will be impossible with God. You who are but a simple man and no royalty, you dream the dream that crushes fear and brings new life. You who are but mere working class peasants, you receive special invitation to witness the wonder of a poor nobody child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a food trough for animals. And you know that in him you will see potential. You who are of other lands, you will see a great light in the sky, a sign from God of the totality of divine love that shall never be eclipsed by the hatred of desperate, selfish hearts. You, the ones who persisted in 2019, you who are the light bearers of Jesus, he who brings humankind and God at one with each other, you will bear the light and see the amazing with 2020 vision. Your candle that you hold up during silent night tonight, this is not a lightsaber. This represents Jesus, a new hope. Hope is born into this world, a star, a spark ignited, burning in your heart, ready to partner with you and your passion to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. The star is not eclipsed, but in full view. The star is not of war, but of peace. The star lights the way, a spark in our hearts that helps us see each other clearly, loved as we are loved. So go tell it on the mountain. This love is for you and for the world. It's to be shared, so spoil it. Spoil it in its totality. Hope has been born. Let us live out our hope in this, the living sequel. Merry Christmas. Do not be afraid. Live in hope. Share the spark and spoil it. May the love of Jesus be with you always. And amen. This has been a sermon podcast from Richfield United Methodist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Copyright 2019. Now go into God's world knowing you are a beloved child and bear witness to the love of God so that those to whom love is a stranger will find in you a generous friend. Thanks for listening.